Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. I'm just sat here in my newly decorated office. I've gone with a green colour to think about connecting with nature, with the trees, the grass, and it's really wonderful um, to be in. I haven't got any curtains or blinds up yet, so I've got the sunshine beaming through the window which is really lovely and warming um, but it is making me squint slightly. Doesn't it feel so good sometimes just to have a bit of a mix-up and a refresh of different spaces. But enough about that because today I'm talking about social connection and just thinking about do we really need our friends? How important are relationships? And does this impact our health? And this week, I've decided to talk about this topic because it's just been something that's cropped up for me that I've been reflecting on, thinking about how important it it has been to have people around me who can relate to my situation. This past 12 months have been a real roller coaster ride, ending a 14-year relationship to discovering a new way of living. I've found that meeting up and speaking to people who are also going through a separation and divorce has been a real lifeline. It's helped me to realise some of my thoughts and feelings are totally natural and part of the process. It's helped to give me the confidence and perspective I've sometimes needed to tread a path less well known. The amount of support that I've received has been really wonderful and certainly helped me to feel less alone in this situation. So I've been really lucky. And some of those connections are ones that have come out of the blue, where me and a person have realised we've got this in common and therefore it's helped to develop a bond between us and by opening up, sharing things together, it's helped to build a relationship. And it's crazy really to think back how different life was last year and also how different life will evolve to be next year. And any big level of change really shakes things up, which can be exciting and daunting at the same time. And at times it's definitely been unsettling and overwhelming. But I know from experience in the past that I really need to listen and acknowledge my emotions rather than push them down. And to try and find balance with stability and routines in my life where I can. And along with connecting with people who are going through a separation, it's also been really helpful this year to meet friends who have been through a pregnancy, the next chapter in my life as I prepare to become a mum. Whilst I haven't had as much time and energy to focus on baby as I would have liked, having friends share with me what to expect and what I might need has been really helpful and to know that they will be there to speak to after the birth is also really comforting. When I think back to my childhood, 
I have a parent who has a chronic health condition, which when I was a child often left them housebound. It wasn't something that I really spoke about very often and it did feel lonely and difficult. I'm sure if at that time I'd spoken to others in a similar situation, then it would have been really beneficial. And I can see that really clearly now after these past 12 months. So for me, I'm all on board about finding these connections with people who you can relate to as different stages of life open up and evolve. But I know all too well that it can be really easy not to see friends and think that I'm too busy. But when I meet with the right friends, it can feel so nourishing and comforting rather than draining and tired. I'm sure we can all think of a few friends where we go and we think, oh, we need to have a rest and maybe even a lay down in a quiet room after that interaction. So finding the right people that you need in your life can be so important. And I believe that we all need that. But there's certainly data out there that suggests that we're becoming less sociable. And it got me thinking about all of the activities that I used to do with friends that no longer seem to happen. And I imagine that you can relate to some of these too. I think I've been to the cinema once this year and possibly haven't been for a couple of years before that. Are you someone who used to go to the cinema with friends to watch films, but now you find yourself at home watching movies on Netflix, Prime, etc.? Did you used to go to exercise classes with others and enjoy that experience together, but instead find yourself doing them in isolation online at home. This week, I'm going to my first in-person pregnancy yoga class, and I'm really looking forward to stepping out of the house, being in that space, that time that's just for me without any interruptions, and meeting other mums-to-be as well. And let's face it, we already have something in common to talk about. Did you used to go out for more meals with friends? I have a group of friends where we get together every two to three months and have a good old chatter and a catch up over some food at a local pub. And really, I would love to do this more often, but often scheduling the diaries so that we can all get together um, can be a bit difficult. I don't know if you find that as well. But going out and being sociable does feel more challenging, however, when the price of so many things seems to have increased, including going out for a meal. And I'm certainly watching my food shop spending more consciously too. Even shopping trips for clothes have significantly moved online in the past few years. It's easy and more convenient. I totally get it and I do it. I've never been a big shopper anyway. But it does mean lost opportunity for a mooch around the shops with a friend or two. And speaking to some friends, I know they used to go out for sociable walks during lockdown only a couple of years ago. And this was seen as such an important factor for our mental and physical health. And it was something that was promoted here in the UK via the government, via workplaces. And it was really encouraged. But now it seems much less promoted And I hear friends talking about struggling to find the time with back-to-back work meetings to go out for a walk. or In fact, very little chance to even get up and move. And whilst I still go out for my weekly food shop, 
I am finding it more challenging to fit it in and I'm considering the very popular online shopping. I don't know if you're somebody who orders all your food online or do you still pop out to Tesco, Sainsbury's, Aldi's or whatever your local supermarket is in your country where you are based at the moment. And again, it's something else that can be done online instead of in person where when I go in person, I might have a short conversation with the checkout operator. I might bump into somebody that I know for a quick chat and a hello, which is always really nice. Or even just being around other people out of the shops can be a change from being in the four walls at home when there's so many conveniences that we can get delivered in to us. And whilst I personally prefer seeing people in person when possible, there's technology that's made things easier and more convenient to keep in touch, especially with people who don't live close by. I remember going abroad for about eight weeks in 2008 and using a phone shop to make calls back home from Thailand and using computer cafes in Australia to help keep in touch. But as mobile phones were much more basic and the price of international calls was so much higher. But that just seems so foreign now because today we can do all of this so easily over Wi-Fi which is also very readily available in a lot of places. I'm sure a backpacker's experience would be a little bit different today to how it was back then. And having a phone call or a video call can be so wonderful. Hearing someone's voice and seeing someone's face from afar can mean so much when you're away for months or years at a time, like when I was a few years back living in Japan. I really, really missed the British accent. I didn't hear it very often. So it was just so comforting and nourishing to speak to somebody British back home and just hear that familiarity. However, of course, when you're abroad, there's often a big time difference. In Japan, it's eight or nine hours. So that can definitely present its challenges to keep in touch. And I definitely didn't speak to people as much as I would have liked to. So along with moving abroad, there are other numerous reasons why we might drift apart from people. And perhaps some of those are springing to your mind right now. It could be moving away for work. It might be working extra hours or having to do a side gig to generate the finance that you need, just leaving you with little time and energy to put into your relationships with friends and family. It might be things like stress and anxiety that are holding you back. It might be a lack of disposable income. It could be a need for childcare. Or maybe there's been a bereavement and you just don't quite feel like yourself at the moment and just circumstances change. And also the knock-on effects of not being able to see people freely during covid I think we got out of the habit of seeing people other than those essential people that were in our bubbles. So we get out of the habit, we lose the connection. You know, that's natural, but we can try and rekindle that now. And maybe there are some other things, like I said, that you can think of that you are aware of. 
And in addition to those that I've mentioned, in today's society, we often function as individuals or individual homes. The ability for community support has shrunk and some of us can feel isolated and alone. There are people who have had more life experience than us out there that can share their insights and wisdom, that could lighten the load if society was perhaps set up in such a way where we collaborated more together. And interestingly, during lockdown, we might have practiced saying no more to people. No, I can't make that party. No, I'm not going to meet up with you. No, I'm not going to come into your house and be close. And we can, could have said those things without perhaps feeling so guilty because we were doing it for our health. But notice if perhaps this has gone a little bit too far. Yes, it's great to have boundaries. I really am all for them. But are there some things that you would enjoy that you could say yes to? When it comes to work, then we can have varying different relationships with people. And for myself, being self-employed and often working by myself, obviously with clients, but behind the scenes all by myself, then it can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey sometimes. And only those who are self-employed tend to really understand the dynamics of working this way. So I always enjoy speaking to other entrepreneurs in the wellness space. Again, this idea of interacting with people who are in the same boat. And I find it really helpful to gain inspiration, understanding, and I can feel that connection with them. In contrast, when we work in an organisation and we feel we have to show up as someone we aren't, this can also feel very, very lonely, as true authentic connections may not be formed. When we all worked in the office, it was definitely easier to bump into someone in the fo- at the photocopier and have a bit of a chat with them. How are they doing? How's such and such getting on at school or with something else? Or maybe they've done a charity ride, for example, that you could ask them about. We get to know people, but with many hybrid and online working options these days, in-person connections can be reduced. We're not going to be at home making a cup of tea. Nobody from around the office is going to come in and say hello, are they? I'm just thinking back to when I moved to Derby in 2008 for a graduate job. And there were 12 of us that all started on the same day. Many of them had also moved into the area like me. And some of them lived together as well. And it gave the opportunity to come together and bond. And we spent a lot of our leisure time together, including a few drinks on some weekends. And some of these people I'm still good friends with today. And I'm just thinking if the role had been online, then I think that that experience would have been very different. I think it's a little bit like going to university as well. When you turn up, it's Freshers' Week. Everyone's there. Nobody really knows anyone. And you're forced to interact, say hello and get to know people. So Ayurveda and relationships. Because relationships, after all, can really affect our health. They can affect them in a good way and they can affect them in a not so good way. So Ayurveda pays attention to relationships with family and friends. 
There have been many, many studies to show that nurturing relationships improve longevity and mental health. When we come back to nature, elephants operate in herds. And as humans, we were designed to work together to feed and look after the family back in the old days when we lived as cavemen and women. Whilst we don't live in caves or tribal communities here in England and many other parts of the West, it's important to have a network of people around us. Friendships can bring a wealth of different opportunities from widening our perspectives with different points of views, an empathetic ear, advice and enjoying activities together. This helps us to feel a part of something and feel safe in our tribe so that our nervous system can begin to relax. Ayurveda's reminds us that we do not exist in isolation, that everything around us is interdependent, it exists in relationship with one another. And this is why living a life with hyper-independence, often promoted by individual capital gains, can leave us feeling disconnected and a sense of imbalance. And this is when we can begin to experience disease because there is this dis-ease in our lifestyle. There is a natural law of connection we can try and work with, not against, to experience more ease and joy. I think it's important to make a conscious effort to surround ourselves with loved ones, positive social groups, loving family and supportive communities. And the more you live like this, the more you become an energetic match, attracting more loving and uplifting social connections and relationships. So maybe consider who would you like to spend more time with? Can you reach out to them and arrange a catch-up or do something fun together soon? I had a friend I hadn't spoke to for, for a few months and when I recently reached out, I got a friendly reply. Another friend I hadn't seen since last year and we caught up one evening last month and it felt so good to reconnect. So even if you haven't spoken to some of your old friends for a while, why not be the, f- be the first to drop them a message and see what response you get. You might feel anxious about reaching out or seeing people again. Or you might feel like you need to create a whole new circle of friends. There are Facebook groups out there where you can find people with similar interests, such as Wild Wanderers, a Facebook group here in the UK that offers connection for people who want to enjoy outdoor activities together. And a couple of years ago, I arranged an outdoor walk and swim with five people that I'd never met. And we had such a great time. So I invite you to consider what and with who would be an easy starting point for you. What small step could you take to help develop your friendships and connections? And these friendship and connections don't always operate perfectly. And you don't need to be perfect either, but human. And I invite you to show up, be curious and bring your authentic self. Next year, I hope to start a local baby massage class in Derby. This will naturally bring me closer towards people who are new mums, whilst also developing a beautiful connection with our babies. So it's a win-win. 
And as life evolves, sometimes so does our friendship groups. And that's okay. So that's what's been on my mind. That's been some of my reflections over the past few days. And to conclude this episode, here is a reminder that social connection and nourishing relationships are important for health. We are designed to interact and enjoy life with others and not in complete isolation. Finding people who you can relate to, who get you and what's going on in your life can really help in challenging times. Notice if there's something you are doing online that could happen in person. Reach out to old friends you'd like to re-establish a connection with. Take small steps to start to rebuild. You could make new friends at groups with similar interests to you. And if you need to, find free or cheap ways to connect with others in today's economic climate. For example, go for a walk or invite them round for a cup of tea. So let me know your thoughts about this episode. I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me a message over on Instagram or feel free to send me an email. I would love to hear maybe one step that you're going to take this week to help build your connections, whether that's a new one, or to help to promote a connection that you already have. And if you're feeling really lost, then definitely reach out to me as well. So thank you ever so much for listening to what's been going on in my mind. And um, yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks time with a brand new episode. So take care for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday.